Hi, I'm Holly. And I'm Danielle, and you're listening to The Spooky Hour. The 100th episode of The Spooky Hour. Holy tipballs, guys. I was going to say, like, congrats to us, but I guess congrats to you guys for sitting through 100 hours, if you think about it. Literally. (laughs) Of this shit. (laughs) We've literally wasted 100 hours of your life, and we appreciate it. And we're sorry. (laughs) Yeah. You're going to get a squeaky... No, but seriously. You're going to get a squeaky episode this week, because I'm sitting in my chair, and I refuse. squeaky episode. Yeah, it's like the squeakiest chair in the world, but it's so comfy, and I just... It's the squeaky hour. It's the squeaky hour. I just fucking (laughs) refuse to get out of it, so... It's fine. It, we, it's our podcast, and we can do what we want exactly. to. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But for realsies, thanks for hanging out with us for 100 whole episodes. This yeah. feels important. It's actually bizarre that it's been 100 episodes. It Sometimes it feels like only yesterday, but that's also because we fell into a black hole immediately after we started doing the podcast. Oh my god, we actually did. We started in January 2020. That's <laughs> and then it was bizarre. Just, and then I just went downhill from there. Is this a sign? Did we like ruin? Oh God! Did we fuck up everything? I think we did. Are Thanks. we the reason why the world is the way it is? <laughs> I'm starting to think so. Um, but yeah, we have nothing. I have nothing to bitch about this week. Do you have anything to bitch about this week? Uh, no. I mean, life in general. But <laughs> I was just trying to think of like, no, I I don't think anything really happened this week. It's been oddly quiet. I'm trying to think of what happened this week. I'm like, was I even alive this week? Like, I I honestly, the fact that it's Thursday right now is blowing my fucking mind. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. Did I send you, I I have a good thing that happened. Mm. Rare. Um, So, of yesterday was 420. And like, normally we don't celebrate. Like, we don't really do anything because we just smoke all the time anyways. Yeah. But uh, like, my two sisters were both at my mom's house. So, we're like let's just go over there and see what happens and then uh my sister's boyfriend rolls up at like nine o'clock at night out of nowhere with a giant bag of arby's and we were like already Stop written it. off at that point and i was like fucking chad like it was the most beautiful thing i've ever seen in my life is chad walking in with a big, <laughs> big bag, bag of, of arby's. arby's and he specifically got me the matzo sticks and he like put it down right in front of me and i was like I've never felt so seen. Like, that is so funny. So I had a really good night last night. <laughs> I didn't realize it was 4.20 until Stuart, like, he said, he's like, oh, I texted Carl to play video games. And he's like, oh, I'm celebrating 4.20 with Holly and her sisters. Yeah. And Stuart was like, for someone who's high 24-7, how the fuck are you celebrating 4.20? Well, like, that's exactly it. Like, we don't usually, but we're like, fuck it. Like, like it doesn't make sense. And I was like, yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> we literally just uh, got stone and played Cards Against Humanity. Oh, I love Chad it. got, like, the expansion packs. Yeah. So we played, like, with the, the whole deck of cards. It was wild, let I me fucking, tell you. I love that. <laughs> I mean, I'd play Cards Against Humanity, but Carl ruined my whole deck. So here we are. What did he do? Remember the one night you guys were over and he spilt his blue drink all over the whole entire deck? No! Yeah. My whole deck is blue and stuck together. Oh my god, you should have told me I would have bought you a new Oh my god, one. no. I don't remember that at all. I think I only ever play when Holly's at my house, so clearly Holly has not been here in two years, so we have not played. I'm just gonna buy you a new one for your birthday this year or Please something. Don't. Like- <laughs> oh fuck that's funny honestly we love that game we play it all the time oh my god do we um, always to like play apples to apples first and then we're like this is so funny so tame yeah 
wild. Yeah, these uh, the expansion packs are fucking. They're raunchy. They're like I gagged at more than one of them. <laughs> I have the What Do You Meme game. That's pretty fun. Have we played that one yet? I don't. Think I don't think we have. Yet. No. I don't think so. <laughs> you have to be like really drunk to do it. Honestly. I mean, is there any other way to do anything? I know. That's that's very true. That's very true. Speaking of drunk, before I get any drunker. Um, yeah, Holly's drinking, guys. Holly's wow. drinking. Holly doesn't have to drive anywhere after this. So she's, I really wanted to make sure we could celebrate for this. So like, I honestly was planning on drinking regardless. You're like, fuck it. It's <laughs> I would have just figured it out. Uh, but yeah, it's, I don't know. It's a celebration. We got yeah. very little to celebrate these days. So, <laughs> And like usual, I'm almost on my glass of wine and we haven't even started. So I am one and a half drinks deep already. So, and that's a lot for me. I don't drink very often. Yeah. That actually is a lot for you. We'll see how uh, downhill this goes. Um, <laughs> let's get started, I guess. So um, we learned something this week. Uh, did you guys know that the urban legend of the Black Eyed Children comes from a real life serial killer? Because we didn't. We I had did no not. idea. We had no idea. We were trying to think of something. Um, as we said, we procrastinated on episode 100. And we're like, what can we do that's like fun? And we could both, well, again, fun is a loose term, but something that we could both do. And I was Googling and I found out that the Black Eyed Children came from a serial killer. Um, so we're going to talk about that today. And I'm going to be talking about the Cannock Chase murders that took place in Cannock Chase, England. Um, I think I say this again later, but it's basically just like a little like foresty area in england i guess um so raymond morris was born on august 13th 1929 in walsall england i'm so sorry i forgot to look up all of the pronunciations how dare you we are a podcast of the most proper pronunciations (laughs) (laughs) how dare you holly (laughs) i'm disappointing the audience who expects the highest of standards with this podcast Um, So there's not much known about his family life in like his early years, but he grew into a handsome young man who was, quote, above average intelligence. He had an IQ of 120. I don't know what that means, but apparently means he's smart. I guess that's Um, like I've always been like, I don't know how like like how high your IQ is to be considered smart. But like thinking about it, it's like when you're like, oh, I don't know what that means. I'm like, does that make us dumb? Because we don't know. See, here's the thing. The IQ test is standardized testing, and I'm a firm believer that you can't judge someone's intelligence with standardized testing. No, you can't. I just didn't show up to any of the standardized tests in high school. (laughs) I just don't test well. Like, yeah, in general, it gets hard. Yeah. I, fuck it. So he may or may not have been intelligence. Intelligence. Not even intelligent. (laughs) Just intelligence. (laughs) I was hoping I could, like, sneak that one by. Yeah, no. Um. (laughs) So yeah, smart. Uh, So he worked a few odd jobs before landing a permanent position as a foreman engineer at a factory that made tools and precision instruments, whatever those are. Um, In 1951, at 19 years old, Raymond literally married the girl next door, 17-year-old Muriel, who is the daughter of his neighbor. Uh, The couple had two children together. During his marriage, another side of Raymond came out. Uh, Muriel alleged that Raymond went through extreme mood swings and would blow up into a fit of rage over small things. Um, His anger predominantly revolved around sex. So if Muriel would say she wasn't in the mood that night, Raymond would snap and essentially force her into it. Um, After eight years of this abuse, Raymond kicked Muriel out of the house and the pair separated. Uh, They didn't officially divorce yet. They just kind of broke up i guess okay um raymond agreed to keep financially supporting 
oh my god financially supporting muriel and their sons through the separation but he also started withholding the payments and demanding that she come over for sex in order to earn the money so again like furthering his abuse even though they're separated um this happened one to two times a week over the course of a whole year um at that time the pair officially filed for divorce after muriel became pregnant by another man uh raymond filed under the grounds of adultery oh not okay like the abuse that he inflicted upon her the adultery that was the straw there um he sounds like a great human being yeah he no (laughs) it was heavy sarcasm holly it was yes (laughs) at the end of at the end i can't even read at this point at the age of 35 i don't drink very often (laughs) (laughs) it's like that uh, gta game and like wasted that's holly oh my god me by the end of this on the ground in the basement you halfway (laughs) through it right now (laughs) (laughs) oh my god okay so at the age of 35 raymond got married for a second time to 21 year old carol horsley um the couple the wow god you're on a streak and i'm so here for it (laughs) yeah are you are you counting no oh i saw you wait are you maybe (laughs) (laughs) um so the couple lived in a small apartment that was directly across from the police station which is really creepy when you hear what raymond ended up doing um carol described raymond as the perfect husband and it seemed as though his mood swings had stopped with either age or the new uh the new marriage uh she said he was just a doting husband who went to work every day to support his wife i don't think he ended up like supporting his children long term because they were not mentioned post-divorce at all like it just seems like he just moved on with carol and like left his children behind um Blah, blah, blah. So it would turn out, though, that Raymond's anger and violent sexual tendencies had just found a new outlet. On September 8th, 1965, six-year-old Margaret Reynolds left for school in the morning, but she never made it there. She disappeared somewhere along her walk without a trace. On December 30th of the same year, five-year-old Diane Tift disappeared on a walk to her grandmother's house. Apparently, her grandmother just lived, like, up the road, and this is something that she did all the time. Um... Again, there were no clues to be found to indicate what happened to her. It wasn't until January 12th, 1966 that the, their horrific fate would be revealed. A man was working in a field near Cannock Chase. Um, again, it's like a little... It's basically like a like a conservation area of sorts. Like there's like trails and bike paths and lots of fields and trees and stuff. Okay. So he was working in one of the fields in the area and he spotted a child's body laying in the field nearby Uh, When the small body was moved, a second body was found underneath it. So he had, like, piled them on top of each other. Oh, my God. Um, I'm not sure who moved the body. I'm hoping this happened after police arrived. Um, So the bodies were confirmed to be those of six-year-old Margaret and five-year-old Diane. Uh, Graphic warning here. Both girls had been sexually assaulted and suffocated. Uh, Examination would determine the compression around the nose and mouth area. Uh, So basically, like, he held his hand over their mouth and nose. Um, unfortunately, because it was the sixties, they weren't able to run any DNA evidence in order to find a suspect. So the case was sort of stuck in purgatory at this point. Um, on August 14th, 1966, 10-year-old Jane Taylor went for a bike ride in her hometown of Moberly, which is just south of Cannock Chase. Uh, she, too, disappeared without a trace. Unfortunately, they never found her or her remains, and her family will never know what happened to her. 
Just two months later, Raymond Morris got got himself into some seriously hot water. Uh, He was accused of luring two young girls into his apartment, keeping them in separate rooms and forcing them to undress. Um, So the girls did tell their parents who... Uh, consequentially took them to the police station but their stories didn't match so they dismissed the case what um i'm not sure how old these girls were but if they were around the age of the first two victims it doesn't surprise me at all that the stories does don't match because like if they're five and six years old and just went through a traumatic experience like they might not be able to fully communicate that like even adults have a hard time with that so i'm pretty pissed that they just kind of dropped that but that's ridiculous that's... cops are gonna cop um see they're even shitty across the freaking pond yeah it there's a lot of um i didn't go too far into it because this is a pretty long case in general but there was a whole lot of like dropping the ball going on yeah um on august 19th 1967 seven-year-old christine darby was playing with her friends in the same neighborhood that raymond lived in uh, her friends alleged that a man pulled over in his car and asked for directions to Caldmore Green. Christine told him the route, but the man said he was confused and asked if she would hop in the car to show him the way. Um, so this part's really sad, but apparently Christine's parents didn't own a car and she was like really excited to get to go in a car. So she hopped in like really excited. Um, her friends started to panic when they realized that the car turned around and started heading in the wrong direction. So they ran to Christine's house and told her mother what happened. And she immediately called the police and the manhunt began. I said that weird. Um, but it ended just five days later when Christine had been found also in Cannock Chase. Uh, she too had been violently assaulted and suffocated in the same manner as the first two victims. Um, So police launched a massive investigation into what they now believed was a serial killer. Investigators really received thousands of calls from members of the public. uh, So many that they had to create like a new indexing system for all the evidence. Oh, wow. Um, They called in the Scotland Yard to assist in the case. And it was described as the biggest manhunt in the country up until that time. And actually, I think probably to modern times as well. Um, So several witnesses around the scene of Christine's disappearance noted seeing a man in a gray Austin A55 or A60, which is a car. I don't know what, I've never heard of that type of car, but it's a car. It has wheels. Uh, It has wheels. (laughs) And an engine. (laughs) Um, So the police actually started to piece a pattern together because the same car was spotted near where the other two girls had gone missing. Uh, So they started sorting through a list of over 23,000 people who own gray Austins in that general area. And one of these people was Raymond Morris. Given the recent allegations against uh, Raymond for abusing these two young girls, police were very interested in what he had to say about this case. Um, Sorry, I scrolled too far. Uh, He was definitely the sketchiest name on their list of Austin owners. Unfortunately, Raymond's wife, Carol, made a statement saying that Raymond was out shopping with her on the day Christine was killed. Uh, And unfortunately, they had to release him from questioning after that because they couldn't put him at the scene of the crime with her alibi. Yeah. Now did she? Um, Oh, obviously she lied, but like, what the fuck? Yeah. Oh, duh. Yeah. (laughs) In case that wasn't obvious. We're on to water at this point already, just so everybody's aware where we're at. Um... (laughs) So on November 4th, 1967, shortly after being released from police questioning, a neighbor just happened to look out the window at the right time. She spotted a man trying to force her 10-year-old neighbor, Margaret Alton, into his gray car. Uh, The witness was able to get a license plate, and the car belonged to 
Raymond Morris. Uh, He was arrested and brought in for questioning once again. Uh, While this was taking place, investigators started searching his apartment and uh, they found explicit images of his five-year-old niece. Uh, Investigators ended up telling his wife, Carol, I think it was like her, like her blood niece, if that makes sense, like actually related to her. Um, And when they told his wife, uh, her story suddenly changed. Carol confessed to giving a false alibi for for her husband, admitting that on the day of Christine's murder, he had come home unexpectedly late from work. He looked disgruntled, so she asked where he had been, and he told her that he and his manager had just worked late. She shrugged it off, and the two went about their evening. She said she agreed to corroborate the story because she, quote, didn't think he could be the person responsible, and that was enough for her. Um, Um, If someone came to me (laughs) and was like, okay, so you need to lie about where I was, I'd be like, ha! no <laughs> there'd have to be like a really good reason and it'd have to be a fun reason and i'd have to get money or something out of it yeah you it would not be murdering children that would not be the reason no you need to give me like 50 million dollars and i'd probably still rat you out after you gave me the 50 million <laughs> the second that direct deposit hits yeah <laughs> um see i'm not the one unless like i really 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 love you which is like nobody um <laughs> it's just not gonna happen (laughs) uh yeah and it can't be it can't be child murder it's gotta be something fun like robbing a bank or something you know yeah or like international spy or something unless it's like like a dexter vibe where you're like i killed this serial killer because they were oh yeah that's a good one yeah okay i can vibe with that. that i think maybe um yeah i like that so I'm a little lost already. Okay, so since it was the 60s, uh, it was really hard to come up with evidence that put him uh, at the scene of any of these murders. So investigators ended up using the images of Raymond's niece, uh, and they made a connection using those. So the background in several of the images matched the walls in Raymond and Carol's apartment, indicating that they'd been taken there. Um, Raymond was careful not to get his face in any of the images, but he had like a distinctive wristwatch. I don't know the brand. It didn't say they just said it was distinctive and it was visible in several of the photos. So investigators took pictures of Raymond's hands and forearms and compared them to the hands of the photos with the niece in it. And investigators were able to match several, several scars on both sets of hands. And this was enough evidence to tell them that Raymond took those child pornography images um, that on top of the fact that he and his wife lied about his whereabouts when Christine went missing, uh, he was starting to look mighty guilty. Raymond was brought to trial on February 10th, 1969, and he was charged with the murder of Christine Darby, and, uh, two counts of sexual assault against his niece, and the attempted ab- abduction of Margaret Alton. Um, unfortunately, they were unable to tie him to the murders of Diane and Margaret or the disappearance of Jane Taylor, but literally everybody knew he did it. Yeah. Like, everybody and their Aunt Susan was like, he did it, but they just couldn't get it on paper. They just couldn't get enough evidence to yeah. put him there, unfortunately. But it was, like, blatantly obvious. Yeah. I I wish it was something that they could, like, rerun now. Like, I know it would just be, uh, what's the word? Like, it wouldn't mean anything, it's really. It's just kind of confirming that he actually did it. Yeah. I don't know. Um... So Raymond chose to plead not guilty to the charges of abduction and murder, but he did plead guilty to the charges of sexual assault against his niece. Um, He couldn't really lie his way out of that one. He tried, but like, so basically he said that his niece had fallen on his bed and quote, exposed herself. And in that moment, he was uh, inspired to take pictures on like an artsy level. Like he's, he said he thought it was like artsy. And they're like, so why did you keep them? And he's like, oh, I don't know. I'm like embarrassed that I kept them. And it's like, Bro. What a fucking pig. 
Yeah. That's that makes me so mad. <laughs> yeah. Uh so the jury deliberated for less than two hours and on February eighteenth, nineteen sixty nine, Raymond Morris was found guilty of the assault on his niece, abte- attempted abduction of Margaret, and the rape and murder of Christine Darby. He was sentenced to life in prison. When reading his sentencing, the judge said, quote, I do not intend to keep you long or make any comment about this terrible murder. There is only one sentence, as you know, life imprisonment. And with that, he uh, Raymond just turned and like stared at his wife and then they pulled him out of the court. And there was like um, like members of the public in the court watching it happen. And they were all yelling, like, hang him as he was being <laughs> taken away. Kind of um, love that. Yeah. It was like it was one of those cases that kind of like, as they say, gripped the country and all of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so in November 2010, Raymond attempted to overturn his conviction and was granted a judicial review. Um, a statement from his defense team read, quote, the application for a judicial review is the first stage in his attempts to have the matter referred back to the court of appeal after 42 years in prison. If Morris's conviction was overturned, it would be the longest running miscarriage of justice justice in british history it might also potentially <laughs> the squeak <laughs> i was trying to like do it silently that's the first time i heard it <laughs> um so it might also potentially mean that a child murderer had remained at large for more than 40 years during morris's incarceration end quote um i think that's a load of hogswash but uh the judge justice simon rejected the judicial review and raymond put out a statement that he basically was not going to apply for any other appeals he said he wasn't admitting guilt but it was just too hard to beat the prison system so he was just giving up um i again hogwash um Raymond Morris died of natural causes on March 11th, 2014, at the age of 84, having spent 45 years of his life in prison. He was one of the longest-serving prisoners in England and Wales, um, and up until his death, he still refused to admit guilt in any of the murders. He said he didn't do it. Um, Again, hogs wash. So what does that have to do with the black-eyed children? So the rumor in the Cannock Chase area is that these victims never left their final resting places. People claim to have seen the young girls lurking in the areas where their bodies were found looking almost normal except for their terrifying blacked out eyes. The sightings mostly happened in the late 60s while the case was open or the trial was taking place. Um, Although there were others that Danielle is going to get into. Um, But the most recent sighting happened around the same time Raymond Morris died and that sighting was said to be the first in almost 30 years. So a really creepy coincidence. Yeah. Um, They kind of came back to celebrate sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Ooh, that gave me a chiver. Um, (laughs) According to a Birmingham Mail report from 2014, quote, this particular type of ghost has gained a cult following in tabloids and on the internet and has certainly influenced more than a few horror movies. So it kind of spun from being these uh, poor young girls who were victims of a horrific crime into almost like a new type of ghost. Um, as if child ghosts weren't creepy enough they had to go get creepy black eyes too right (laughs) but that is sort of the origin story and it kind of spun into an urban legend of sorts uh, which i think danielle danielle is gonna get into i am going Uh, but yeah that is it was a really sad case i wish it wasn't like a sad gross case for the 100th episode but it's gonna lead into like fun spooky things i was gonna say and like that area is one of the areas that is like the most common to see yeah the black-eyed children yeah so it would so make I don't sense know. it's almost like they're uh congregating there or something like mm-hmm. they're they're being called there or something because some say they're like 
the black eyed children are in a sense demonic. So I'm not saying that these kids are demonic. I'm just yeah. saying that like maybe they're just pissed enough that they yeah are that's fair evil. like they're they're it's not evil. It's just angry. Yeah. 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 I see that. Trying to come or back for revenge. Of, it, it could also just be like the way the story is spun too, right? Like it could have True. just started off as like these poor innocent girls. And then that picture that I sent you is, it looks pretty fucking demonic. So. Yeah. That picture, Holly sent me an article. She's like, uh, I've been reading this one and the, the, the article name popped up, but there was a picture of it. I had nightmares that night. I was like, this is like the scariest. I didn't photo. even know it did that. <laughs> I didn't see it until you responded. And you're like, well, that's going to haunt my nightmares. <laughs> I was like, holy. And I was like, shit, now it's going to haunt my nightmares. Yeah. <laughs> see, like kid coasts are terrifying. Like they really they are. are. And these ones are like the most terrifying. Yeah. I think. Cause a lot of people do say like they're seen all around the world. So it's not yeah. just like England. So a lot of people say, and as we do know, well, what we think we know is that, like, demons like to portray kids. Yeah. Um. So a lot of people think that these black-eyed children are actually demons, and that's why their, yeah. their eyes are, like, pitch black. I mean, it could be both, right? Like, it could be, like... Definitely. Like, some of them are demons, some of them are just, like, poor, innocent children. Yeah. But I'm excited to hear what, what, what you did with this. I'm gonna, like, shuffle first. <laughs> Every day I'm shuffling get my butt all nice and cozy i nine o'clock i'm gonna open drink number three i'm gonna do it do it do it treat myself treat i don't have anything important to do at work tomorrow oh i have a meeting but i'm just listening just open it open it open yeah Yeah. we're not chugging though we're too old to do that oh god no (laughs) i'm just i'll i'll just this one's so sweet is that the peach or the this one's the strawberry whoo Ooh, <laughs> extra sweet. When the alcohol isn't too strong, it's just the sugar. <laughs> okay, so as Holly said, there's um, a sort of like a folklore around these black-eyed kids. It does have a lot of variations to it, but mainly is told like these kids will arrive at your house or like even your vehicle. Um, they will knock on your door, and when you open this said door, they will come. Like they'll come. I'll ask if they can like come inside. And they always ask so like for... Like a vampire? Do they have to? Yes, they do. Um, but they'll always ask for something. So they'll like... They'll be like... If they go to your car, they'll be like, can I have a ride? Or if they go to your house, like, can I use your phone? Like, they're always asking for something. Um, the kids obviously seem totally normal. The clothes may be outdated. Um, their ages range from 6 to 16. However, the only difference is that their eyes are pitch black. And a lot of people don't notice it at first. Yeah. And uh, apparently you feel like a sense of overwhelming dread when you're in the presence of these kids as well. So I feel about kids. Same. <laughs> Every time I wake up in the morning, River's like, you're I'm like, oh, no, I'm totally dread. <laughs> totally kidding. But he's so cute. He is fucking cute. <laughs> Guys, he's walking. It's insane. It's insane. Nine months old and he's fucking walking. Anyways, that's another story. Um <laughs> So there's a lot of reported sightings of these kids, but the first report reported sighting was in 1996. Um, so as Holly said, like way before, like dated in the 60s, but the actual reported official sighting of a black eyed child was 1996. Um, so I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to, well, I'm going to talk about some that predate the 1996. Um, but so this one was Brian Bethel. He was driving in Albany, Texas, and he stopped in a movie theater parking lot. He pulled over to like write a check or was like going through some papers or something. Oh my God, writing a check. Fuck, right. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, and when doing so, he didn't realize two young boys had walked up to his car. One of the kids knocked on the window. So Brian rolled down the window. Yes. Rolled down the window. <laughs> there was no au- no automatic. Manually. Dude. Oh, my God. Dude, rolling down windows took like a this million years. This episode is like aging us. <laughs> right. <laughs> I hope. Th- I wonder if there's like anyone that's like absolutely so younger than us that are listening to us and don't know what a roll down window is if you do let us know because i'm be crazy to me horrified but curious to know if people don't know what that is yeah. you want to know why i have like great arm muscles roll down windows right? <laughs> yo those took effort when they started to like get old and you'd yeah. have to like really crank it yeah but they never oh, broke never they never do you know what has broken holly's car window like four times fucking hell <laughs> So there's no automatic windows. Um, so again, he rolled down the window and he said that he got like a soul racking fear. Like he's quoted saying that oh. um, almost immediately. And he, at first he wasn't sure why. So the kid that knocked on the window then said to him that his bro- him and his brother had gone to see a movie, but they forgot their money at home. You'll probably hear Kylo walk in. Hi, Kylo Beans. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, uh, that they didn't have a gun, so it'll be fine, so he can help Oh, them. comforting. Yeah. You know what I love to hear when a stranger approaches me? I don't, don't have, have a gun. gun. That means you probably do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or you're gonna kill me without a gun. Either way, yeah. <laughs> it's not a good time. Um, he said that they went to go see a movie and they forgot their money at home, um, and asked if Brian could drive them home to get their money. Um, he said it wouldn't take long and that it will be fine, um, so I'm not sure what movie they wanted to see, but um, they ended up telling Brian what movie it was. And apparently the showing of that movie had already begun and it was the last one of that night. So he found it weird and like kind of pointless because they would more than likely miss half it, the movie yeah. by the time they got back. Um, he had stated this uh, to them and at the same time ended up like breaking eye contact for like a minute while while speaking to them and he said the fear at first um felt like it just completely encompassed him at that point when he looked away and looked back um because when he looked back at them both boys eyes were pitch black the kid that was doing all the talking got frustrated with brian and said um he was making excuses for not helping them and that they couldn't go into brian's car without his permission um apparently yeah apparently brian took that as like get the fuck out of here and he rolled up his window which is like when i think about that because rolling up your window (laughs) takes so long (laughs) like it must have been such like an awkward like 30 second silence like (laughs) Um, is that in like horror movies back in the day i'm trying to think is that like probably like it's it's giving like a you know scary movie like the series it's giving like that kind of vibe literally like (laughs) oh my god (laughs) um but he left the parking lot obviously without the kids so the black-eyed children's stories um are told like and are seen absolutely everywhere it's a huge focal point for websites like creepypasta we've talked about that website before where people go and write their own creepy stories others can elaborate on it it's sort of like a growing form um it's also where like as i as we talked earlier the slender man folklore began that's another episode mm-hmm. um so people believe that the black eyed children is just another folklore started on this website however brian's story predates the website and there are Ooh. yeah and there are a few stories from the 50s of people having sightings of black eyed children as well so uh 
which includes Ang- the Holly's murder story. Um, and because of Brian's story, it did like start like a laundry list of sighting and encounters. Um, so more people started reporting it and telling people about their experiences. Um, and Brian to this day maintains that his story, like maintains his story and says it was legitimate. He is like a journalist and stuff, but he stands by it. He's like, it actually happened. This is what I saw. He stands it's all by the it. Dear David situation. <laughs> no, I. That's the the worst part. Everyone's like, Dear David's so creepy, and I'm like, He wrote fucking Dear David to be creepy, and now it's a movie, and he's writing the movie. So yeah, like, come on. That guys. being said, it absolutely had me in a chokehold when it was first coming oh, out. Fuck yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, it was like Good some story of these, writing. Some of these stories, like that, I'm gonna go into and like sightings. It like like reading them like really freaked me out. I was like, oh, good. So my house is even more haunted now, which we think. And actually, Stuart's like fully believes this. So this is a side story. Um, We got a new nursing chair for River's room. Except after she did that episode about buying the creepy baby thing, she went out and bought it. (laughs) I did. I bought a a rocking chair off of Facebook Marketplace. It was a good deal. It's a really good chair. (laughs) And uh, it's still sitting in my garage because I haven't clean the cushions yet because i'm a lazy fuck and um so it's just been sitting in there and ever since then there's been like weird shit happening in my house and i don't know if it's just like a coincidence like um like stuff will like randomly start moving in my house now oh the other night so Stuart was putting river to bed and we were chatting and i'm like what do you want to do for dinner he's like we're gonna order chicken wings just go order chicken wings because he was putting river to sleep and he's like go order chicken wings and then i'll pick it up when i'm done putting river to bed I was like, okay, cool. So I went to go walk down the stairs and then I ha- felt something like hit me and I turn around and it's Stuart's visa card and it's sitting on the stair behind me and I look up, he's not there. So I just figured he like threw the visa card at me yeah. thinking like to order the chicken wings with his card or whatever. Oh didn't... my God, but it wasn't. No, it wasn't him. So he comes downstairs and I'm like, oh, like here's your card. And he's like, how'd you get my card? And I was like, you threw it at me. And he's like, I didn't throw it at you no so it somehow hit me isn't that fucking terrifying i hate that this was literally like do you remember when the, days ago, the picture Holly. fell like picture. that way back when you first oh, moved fuck in, the yeah. picture fell clean off the wall oh my god i forgot about that i didn't <laughs> I-, I didn't <laughs> yeah that picture's that's held so up now creepy. though it's still there but yeah, so that's fun fact, guys. So I don't know if it's the chair is just a coincidence or maybe the ghost that's in my house doesn't like the chair. I, I like that know. the ghost just wanted you to use Stuart's visa, though. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. But it's not fucking... The ghost had your back there. Yeah, isn't that fucking weird? That we is hear, really weird. We I don't hear, like, like that. knockings and now, like, and stuff now. Even my mom, she stayed the other day and she said she was hearing stuff down here. And we're like, maybe we have, like, a mouse in the wall or something. Because it's, like, getting that time, like, it's getting warmer yeah. and shit. And whatever, yeah. but, like we haven't found anything so that's so creepy i don't know that's so total fucking side story so i'm just thinking that you in general are haunted and you just attract <laughs> these things i know uh <laughs> we're gonna do another side story just it's it's really quick so we lost both of our cats back to back at uh oh, carl's house yes. uh literally like a month apart they died um they're old though they're like old as fuck they were like going on 20 um but ever since then rupert ha- like won't go down the stairs at night yeah at all it's definitely cats yeah he won't go down until i wake up to go to the bathroom at like six that's so creepy yeah 
and like sometimes we'll catch him he's just standing staring down the stairs like and you know when dogs are alert their like tails are pointed and stuff he's just staring down the stairs like that we're like cool so do you want to like i'll take your your cat ghosts and you can take whatever the fuck's in my yeah because if it's if it's emma if it's the girl cat she's a fucking bitch like she's gonna haunt me (laughs) she hated me when she was alive like she's definitely not gonna like me now that's so funny (laughs) i also love that her name's emma was i know (laughs) um but yeah so we're both just being haunted by weird fucking things it's right fine now. yeah bonus story bonus yeah oh my god we should just do the ouija board at my house and try to figure what the fuck's going <gasps> on in my house but also now i have rivers so i kind of can't do it because like what if something bad actually happens yeah then you're kind of fucked yeah so especially i was gonna like wait to make a joke about this but like the whole reason i picked this like story to do is oh, because yeah. danielle sends me pictures all the time of like the like the monitor when River's sleeping, and sometimes he looks hold at the on, camera and he on, looks. Hold on. Did you not just fucking hear that? No. Something just growled in my basement. I just heard a bump. Oh my god! I Is hope it... I really hope my audio picked that up because it was like a full blown. I'm almost crying. Like I'm in. Was it Kylo? She's not down here. Oh. She left. And why is it right when I was talking about how River looked like a black eyed children oh. in the fucking still? Oh my god, okay. Oh god, it was the TV, okay. <laughs> we are way too unstable to be doing this. Right? Calm down, Zach. <laughs> he says that like it's an insult. Right? It's not an insult. Okay, oh my god. guys, I almost had a full blown heart wow. attack. Wow, what a side journey this has been. <laughs> happy 100th episode you guys happy 100th episode if anybody's playing the drinking game in this episode they're fucked yeah right (laughs) should we add in Uh, a thing where we just get sidetracked like 24 7 about ghosts i've been saying we should put like a blooper reel together (laughs) just any like we don't cut out much but just like the stuff we do cut out (laughs) i literally leave an absolutely the only time i leave like take stuff out is if like there's an like i leave because of river or something like yeah. i literally absolutely leave everything in because i just don't care anymore guys it's just... also we're funny yeah it's like, whatever man like you guys are yeah, the... all of this so the whole reason we did this is because river looks like one of the black eyed children in his little monitor thing yeah he does it's really fucking it. creepy too our little demon <laughs> um so i'm just gonna go over a few more sightings as i said and holly has said there's thousands upon thousands around the world that have been seen and i'm not going to talk about them all Um, (laughs) so there was a really early account in the 1950s um it was never reported pre the murder pre-murder yeah so it was never reported but david weatherly researched and investigated this like encounter case whatever you want to call it so he wrote a book on the black-eyed children um but he reports that a teenager named harold was walking home he lived in virginia at the time and he saw another kid leaning against a fence. Harold walked by saying hello, and the kid didn't respond. So Harold started to walk past the kid. Um, and when the, and when he did, the kid stated, and I quote, I want to go to your house. You're going to walk me up to your house. Ooh, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> Harold noticed the kid's eyes, and they were all black. Um, Harold was terrified. So, like, when we say, like, black-eyed children, it's not just, like, your pupils, like, and, like, your iris is black. It's everything the whites of your eyes 
yeah it's like a thing a supernatural episode pretty much yeah exactly i was just gonna say that or like the halloween contact literally yes yeah <laughs> um in some of the uh like more artsy depictions there's like uh it almost looks like they have like mascara running down their face too yeah like there's yeah. like a black uh shadow if you will yeah. on their actual skin but mostly it's just the eyes yeah yeah it's really creepy um so again harold noticed the kid's eyes they were all black um he was terrified and in his head he thought about turning and running um when As they he should have yeah and when the <laughs> then the kid said and i quote now don't you run away from me you're gonna walk me to your house Harold did not listen, and he fucking booked it back to his house. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and as he was running away, he said he heard screaming. When he told his parents, um, he said that the, the scream reminded him of, like, a bobcat. Um, his parents, which, if you've ever heard a bobcat fucking scream, it's terrifying, so... I don't think I have. Dude, I've heard lynx. Like, if you... Like, when you think, when you watch, like, YouTube videos and the people are like, oh, my God, is this a Bigfoot? Because it's just a weird screaming noise. Or, it's like, a bobcat? A it's probably a bobcat. Yeah, look up screaming bobcats. It's bizarre. <laughs> what do you do with your time that you're looking at screaming bobcats? I went to school for like, vet gotta, tech, but... so, like, it, it oh, was a thing. Oh, right. I'll give you that one. I Thank will. <laughs> we used to go to my friend's cottage in Minden, and someone had let out, like, their pet lynx which are not native to the area. So there Wait, was four of them. Links? Yeah. What? Yeah. Uh, and I think there was four of them and they've like ended up like reproducing and stuff. And like, they're like, they just casually live in the area now. And like, when you're like in bed at night, you hear them like growling and stuff. And it's the creepiest. I mean, this was like 20 plus years ago, but yeah. still creepy. That is no, thank you. I don't know if they're still around. I should ask her. Do it. But yeah. We're so off topic. Yeah, again, I mean, are we surprised? I feel like whenever we get to mine, we're like total like 180. I'm just, I, I don't have an, I don't have no intention span at all. <laughs> it's just not there. <laughs> um, I think I just talk too fast to get sidetracked during yeah. mine. I'm like, let's just get this out. But I love yours. Mine are just like, sometimes they're just too goofy to be like, this is a full story. Can't so that's the face. difference. It's like, you can't really, sometimes you can make jokes in true crime cases, but like, not always. Yeah, not no, always. no a little um, bit less bad when you're making jokes at spooky things yeah. but when you have screaming kids they sound like bobcats it's a joke i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> um so his parents harold's parents believed him and his dad went out looking for the kid and couldn't find him um his mom said that she believed his encounter was with the devil um and oh. so she actually took her son harold to a priest to get like protection so wow yeah and so, how'd that work for them <laughs> hopefully okay there's not much <laughs> more to that story <laughs> Um, in 2014, the Daily Star had ran a bunch of front page stories of black-eyed um, children, and they were girls. Um, there was a girl who was always seen in the area of Canuck Chase in Stafford, England, which is the area that Holly has been talking about. So Re Lee Brickley is a paranormal investigator, and he saw these articles and decided to go and investigate. He is interviewed that the guy the picture in front of the sign. Is that that guy? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um uh so yeah he went to investigate he interviewed a woman um who said she had an encounter with the little girl um she had heard a scream and it sounded like a child so her and her daughter went outside and tried to see where it came from and it was in the area of like the conservation um i think they might have been in their car or something mm -hmm. um and there is a road there from what i remember and it's, mm -hmm. apparently it's like a supernatural episode where sometimes like the girls would just like stand in the middle of the road kind of thing literally yeah 
it's, is that what you're gonna talk it's about fucking creepy yeah oh sorry creepy. no I, they didn't in this one they didn't stand on the road but it's like okay it's, it's still pretty creepy um so again it sounded like a child so her and her daughter went outside to try to see where it came from but they couldn't find then when she turned around there was a little girl standing behind them dressed in all white she said the little girl had her hands over her eyes and she asked if, if she was okay and the little girl moved her hands away and they noticed her eyes were just pitch black the mother grabbed her daughter and kind of like stepped back and the little girl just disappeared. Um, oh, good. Yeah. Lee Brickley said his aunt had the same experience, but in 1982 with the what they think was the same little girl, which is, um, it still adds up to that 1960 case. Yeah. Um, his aunt heard a kid scream. She went to go look, found the little girl all in white, eyes were pitch black, and the girl disappeared. Same kind of story. In April 2015, a video was posted on YouTube saying this person had caught the girl on drone footage. So the drone flies over the forest area in Canuck Chase, um, and you can see the girl in white. And at one point, she, like, covers her eyes or, like, goes to. Oh. Yeah. There's no close-up to see the face, so you can't see if it's, like, black eyes. To me, it's fake. It looks fake to me, but I who hope knows? so. <laughs> because, like... It, I'm going to have to look it up. Yeah, because, like, there's... So they're initially they're flying up and the drone goes over this little forest area. So it's like field and then it's like a forest, um, this forest area. And then right on the edge of the forest, you see kind of like something in white. Yeah. And then they f- magically fly down to go see it. And she's just standing on the edge and she goes to like cover her eyes as it like flies. By. Oh. And it's like. It's, it's almost like too good to be true. Like yeah. the, the footage. Yeah. I, th- I and like I don't know if. The, the video I saw has, like, 1.6 million views, and they have, like, really weird videos. They don't have many videos on their, their, um... The channel? Their channel. So I don't know if it's, like, like, it's authentic. It's just, yeah. it's, it's just I'm gonna watch to it later. I don't think it's real, but... Yeah. Well, obviously it's real, but I, I don't think it's the actual black-eyed child. They probably made it. Yeah. Yeah. Um uh so in january 2016 a woman was living in vermont she reported an encounter with the black-eyed children so there was a blizzard one evening and she was just chilling in her home with her husband when there was a knock at her front door um at the time her husband was asleep so she answered the door and there was nothing there however there was like footprints in the snow leading to the door but that was it so she went upstairs to wake her husband and then there was another knock the two went back downstairs and opened the door, and there was a little boy and a little girl standing at her door. She said they were about eight years old. She said they were in normal everyday clothes, so not clothes made for a snowstorm. And she felt um, bad, so she let them inside, which is, like, bad fucking move. Yeah. Um, the couple had two cats in their home, and apparently they refused to go near these kids, and one apparently just wouldn't stop hissing at them. It was probably her Who's name. Was, I was going to say her name was probably Emma. <laughs> <laughs> um r.i.p emma you crusty bitch we love you <laughs> um she had two kids uh the two kids sit in the living room and she offered them a cup of hot chocolate um they replied with and i quote our parents will be here soon oh god yeah <laughs> every question <laughs> nope she, yeah, i'd be like no see ya um every question she asked them it was the same reply with our parents will be here soon nope i don't want to meet the parents yeah i do not want to meet the parents yeah or like at that point like you don't think anything of it it'd be like i kind of want to meet the parents to be like why does your kid keep, re- keep repeating the same thing over and over again <laughs> and why are they in the snowstorm without any fucking clothes 
Um, but like, I feel like the second you realize they were creepy children, you'd be like, oh no, no, yeah. no, 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 I don't want to meet your parents. Yeah, I'd, I'd get the vibe. I'd be like, I'm just gonna shut the door. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck in the snowstorm, sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she handed them a cup of hot chocolate, and that's when she noticed their eyes pitch black. Um, she said she couldn't stop staring, and that's when one of them asked if they could use the washroom. Uh, she directed them to it, and when they went into the like into the washroom, uh, her husband's nose ended up starting to bleed. So she went to oh, go good. fetch him a tissue, and that's when the power went out. Um, when she went back to her husband, she noticed the kids standing at the end of their hallway. Um, remember, the lights are out at this point, which is even creepier. Taking a nope train out of fuck that bill. Right. Absolutely not. <laughs> so they're not moving, and they're just staring at her. This sounds like a horror movie. Yeah. I would shit myself. Like, I'd be like, River, give me your diapers, because I'm literally looking at <laughs> <laughs> um, Then they said, and I quote, our parents are here. Um, nope. <laughs> nope. This is where it gets weird. Like, uh, yeah. I hate this. This is where it gets even weirder. So they opened the door, and they just left. The woman followed them and saw them get into a black car with two tall men in suits. The car then just drove off. A month or so later, her husband was diagnosed with an aggressive form of skin cancer, and her health her health deteriorated as well and began she began getting a lot more nosebleeds, and they both believe it was because of they let these kids into their home. What the fuck? Yeah. Isn't that terrifying? I read that and I was just like there's shivers up my spine. Yeah, that whole story was so creepy. Yeah. Crazy. So like what are what are these these kids? Some people say they're aliens. And this So that that last story made me think alien. Yeah, that's exactly it. So like these men in suits came to pick them up, which is like bizarre. Um, yeah. They're making these people's nose bleed, which is like a common occurrence with alien abductions. Yeah. Um some people say they're vampires. Which is because in the sense of, like, having to be let into things. So, I need permission to enter your car. I need permission to enter your house. Like, you have to let me in. Yeah. So, there's the vampire folklore there. To me, I still think they're a demonic entity. Yeah. In the sense of, like, I think I just watched too much Supernatural, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) I think it kind of, uh, I think it's maybe i'm biased because i covered the crime case but i think it started as like these ghost sightings of these girls and i think people kind of like took it and ran with it a little bit i think so too but also it could just be kind of like a little bit of everything Mm because like you know what i mean like in general black eyes are an indication of something creepy haunted otherworldly in general so like Maybe it's just these are all different entities, and because we just associate the black eyes with the ghost slash demon thing. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Either way, I don't ever want to see one in real life. Yeah. Um, um, so, I would drop dead on the spot. So, <laughs> if you have talked about them, uh, are constantly talking about them, or know about them, you're more likely to see them. Fuck. Have fun sleeping at night, ladies and ghouls. Why did we do this? <laughs> You didn't tell me that before. <laughs> Happy 100th episode. We've cursed you all. <laughs> but that that's the thing is just like, I think that the, the England story kind of makes sense. Not in the terms of like, I think that the, the children who were victims of murder, I think that they're entities their spirits are still around especially where they were found yeah i don't necessarily think that they are part of like the black-eyed children folklore yeah because like i think i think 
people have seen them. I think maybe they're pissed off. They're able to, like, they have more energy than some spirits. But I don't think they are what I think is a demonic entity. Yeah. And then I think that, like, there are the black-eyed children out there that are demons in a sense in terms of, like, they you have to be let in or they're, like kind of part of like this hellish afterlife like literally like a fucking supernatural episode yeah like i think like maybe that's it i think it's two different things that kind of got lumped together because of like similar yeah and then people kind of wrote all these folklore stories so then it started becoming like a huge thing and then like everyone was seeing it or like had some experience and like it kind of gets twisted in a way yeah, like a broken telephone kind of thing yeah exactly but i agree i just think these this is one of the folklore that has a legitimate backstory behind it yeah and like there are like different variations of it that might necessarily be true do i agree with aliens not in this sense like i i think aliens are out there but i don't think i don't think this it's is one of them children. yeah, yeah. But I do think that the like, only thing that threw me off was the black suits. That was the only that thing. That was weird. My immediate thought was like FBI. Like <laughs> when you know? I immediately thought of it, I was like, oh, maybe like Crowley's coming to pick up these kids. <laughs> like he's just like super <laughs> That's another fancy. One. Yeah, like that's so funny. Um, uh, but yeah, I just I just think that this is one of those folklores that might actually have a backbone to it. Yeah. But I, I do think it's uh, a case of two separate things being jumbled together. I think so, so too. in. Uh, we we talked about this briefly before we started recording, but one of actually part of the sightings in England uh, take place in the underground, which I am assuming is the subway station. It is, but people, <laughs> yeah, people see uh, like black eyed children down there, and mm. apparently there were like a lot of deaths down there involving children. I don't know what the situation is if it was like the building of the railway or what it was, but mm-hmm. um, so there's a probably ton, like during a ton the of war, I would assume. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. But there's a ton of ton of sightings specifically in that area. So I'm wondering if like the ghosts tied to that area just look like that. And then yeah. because of their creepy origins, you see this like creepy black eyed child in America mm-hmm. and you instantly think that they're related, but actually it's a demon. It's a demon. Yeah. I think it's I think it's what you said. It's a broken telephone thing that kind of just Mm-hmm. sprawled out see i didn't know I did. about the underground part because i know you sent me some articles i kind of skimmed through them but then i yeah. found other stuff it's a, it's like two lines in one of the articles i yeah. read this guy had a sighting there so now we might have a part two because i might i'll go look into this because i had no idea about the underground part yeah and it, it just happens to be like in the same area that these girls were murdered mm-hmm. in so yeah it's there's a whole bunch of creepy children everywhere apparently literally <laughs> <Just> fuck us <laughs> like I wonder if I was, like, that creepy child that, like, saw things in the corners. I'm gonna ask my mom. I, like, I know I saw things when I was a kid, but I don't know if I ever, like, told anybody about it. Like, I remember distinctly, we, I I don't know if I've ever shared this on the podcast, I might have, but we had, like, a a full-length mirror in my bedroom at the time I shared with my older sister, I think, Mm -hmm. and it was, like, at the wall on her bed, and I used to see, like, I don't know how to describe it, it looked like white like smoke but not quite smoke like it, like a it misty looked... like yeah yeah and it would like go into the mirror and like i used to see like little figures like almost like marching into the mirror and i i distinctly remember it but i don't know if it's just like overactive imagination as a child or what 
But I remember um, one of my mom's cousins was into ghost hunting and I told her about it when I was a kid. And she said that like mirrors are portals or something. Yeah. So like, I literally made my sister turn the mirror around and I was like, I'm not fucking with this anymore. Yeah, I don't fucking blame you at all. That is Another terrifying. Story. <laughs> but like that's that's the thing with like kids is they're so imaginative. Yeah, and like, but they're also so like pure and like open, and so like I fully believe that kids see stuff we can't. Like, yeah. So we have when you walk into my home in the hallway, we have right before my kitchen is we have, um, like a huge like photo frame, like a collage kind yeah, of, yeah, whatever. It I is. know the one. Yeah, and there's a picture of me, and my papa. So my papa was a huge part of my life, and he passed away like eight, nine years ago. I can't remember. It was a while ago. Yeah, and. uh it's really creepy because my mom, when she comes over, is my mom's dad. When my mom comes over, they'll River likes to like go through the photos, like point at the photos. Yeah. So my mom will go through it, but she'll he'll always sit there and point at my papa because there's a photo of my papa in there, oh. and that's the only one he's like obsessed with. It's a photo of my papa and me when we were little at Halloween. That's like cute. It's cute, but like at the same time, I'm like, are you seeing him? Like, is he here? Like, it's just Maybe. like. It's so weird. Aw, yeah. that's sweet. Man. I, um, on a, like a total opposite end of the spectrum, uh, my sister's friend has a kid and she's older now. I think she's like eight-ish now. But when she was younger, she used to say that she had an invisible friend that like sat on their fence and watched them. Oh. And I forget his name, but it was like an old man with a name and everything. And like every so often she would just like, they'd be talking. She would just go, oh, so-and-so's here. And Ash would be like, oh, okay, <laughs> cool. But then, like, where's the line between imaginary friend and fucking ghost? <laughs> yeah, literally. See, I don't... Like, how does a kid come up with an imaginary friend, though? Like, I feel well, like there's exactly some substance like, behind of it being, like, a spirit. Yeah. My favorite... Well, not my favorite, but, like, I've seen stories where, like... um people like they'll have like an imaginary friend like the kid will have an imaginary friend and they're like telling the mom about the imaginary friend blah blah blah. the mom's like okay whatever and then they'll be going through pictures and the kid will be like oh that's my friend and it's like the grandfather that passed away 20 years ago kind of thing yeah those stories always make me feel like warm and fuzzy inside a little bit kind of like your papa like that made me feel warm and fuzzy but Mm -hmm. it's the like the strange man in the corner-esque stories yeah. that I don't fuck with. <laughs> it's like that that shadow that comes out of my closet. I'm like, oh yeah, my God, I don't okay. fuck with that. The, the white fog in the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I've talked about this before, but my cousin, my cousin's kids were over. and Oh, I remember this, yeah. She was like, she, it's actually her birthday today, which is amazing. Seven oh, years old. Birthday. Holy fuck. Holy fuck. Yeah, right? And um, so she was probably like four or five when they were over. Oh my God. And she... <laughs> wander in my house and she's like i want to talk to the ghosts i was like how many are here and she's like three i was like okay and then i told her parents like my cousins and like ami and matt and uh i was like your kid says there's three ghosts in my house and matt was just like that's weird because she's never said anything like that before ever so i'm like great great I want to do Ouija board in your house now, but like, I have a video of it too. I'm not going to post it because it's my cousin, but I yeah. have a video of her walking I remember around it. my house of yeah. so her going, there's ghosts. There's three. That's fucking terrifying. Kids are fascinating for that. Pets too. Sometimes animals see things and like Rupert all the time will just like randomly bark at the wall and yeah. I'm like, good. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Either he's nuts or like. <laughs> at first I thought Kylo like saw things, but honestly, I think she's just 
there's nothing going on between the ears. She, um, we have a, we have our fireplace and she walked by the fireplace and saw her reflection and started barking. So, I mean, like. <laughs> not the most reliable not, of sources. Not, not one bit. So. Oh my God. That's so funny. <sighs> what an oh, episode, well, This has guys. been a fun episode. You've got some bonus stories. You've got one big case. Uh, this has been fun. This has I been am a little drunk. Fun. Work should be interesting tomorrow. Uh, works. <laughs> work sucks. I know. <laughs> Tom DeLong, come on our podcast, please, and thank you. Oh my god, yes. Everybody owes him an apology. We need to apologize to him on the podcast. I want to make those t-shirts, and every week, Stuart's like, you need to put Tom DeLong on your podcast. I'm like, I can't just put Tom DeLong on my podcast. There's a process, and I feel like also a fee. Yeah, he's like, (laughs) he was like, you need to reach out to him, and I was like, okay, so what if we got him on our podcast? What what would happen? He's like, you would have to let me talk to him. I was like, no. (laughs) He's going to bring out his guitar. (laughs) Just serenade Tom DeLong. Uh, so next week on the spooky. <laughs> no, but seriously, that's a life goal. That and Zach Baggins. If we ever got those two on the podcast, like our podcast would be over. I'd just Yo, be like, the we... new Ghost Adventures fucking oh, series thing. I am so. Did I send it to you? Yeah, you did. I did. Okay, I was so fucking pumped about. They're it. doing house calls, and you bet your buns we're gonna try to get Zach Baggins in my basement. <laughs> yes, we are because her basement is haunted in more ways than one. In many, many ways. But yeah, thanks for hanging out. I, I'm i going to bed, to be yeah. honest. <laughs> you can come hang out with us on social media, because we forgot to post that. Uh, well, say that, post that, say that. <laughs> what makes sense? I don't know anymore. <laughs> it's The Instagram is a spooky hour podcast. <laughs> They're just going to like say it's the Instagram. <laughs> it's the just Instagram. leave it at that. That's it. Good luck finding us. Go Google search. Um, the Twitter is at spooky hour. <laughs> <laughs> and the email we're fighting for our lives out here <laughs> is the spooky hour podcast 666 at gmail.com if you have any spooky tales send them to us you know what would be um, really fun that just popped into my brain right now you know what this is going to be an episode and i'm going to make this a fucking episode if you okay. have a really good spooky tales send it in to us but if you want to be featured on our episode yeah for the spooky tales let us know in an email that's so fun right and so you know what we'll do it as a video call and we'll get everyone in that wants to be featured on our episode that wants to put in their spooky <gasps> tales we can have a that's little like so a little like campfire a session campfire session and everyone can tell I their own ghost that. stories and we're gonna make this an episode because this just popped into my little noodle right now do you know no i fucking love that we've been struggling to find we wanted to do something like special for the hundredth yeah. to like market and it's like I, I think danielle said last week we wanted to like go to a haunted location and film it but like shit happens the time right now yeah um but that's fucking awesome. I, well, we pick like five people max kind of thing. Yeah. Three, three to five people. Yeah. That's fucking fun. I like that. So if you've ever wanted to, for some reason, hang out with us. Yeah. Get your. <laughs> shoot us an email. Alcoholic choice beverage, whatever you smoke, ready. And send us an email if you want to be featured. Whatever you smoke. Yeah. And we'll do like a really fun episode. You'll be on our. I really like that. I think that's fun. That was my noodle thinking for the whole day. Look at that. And it it came through. It came through big. Right at the fucking end. And I would be excited to chat because I feel like we have a lot of people that we chat to just like in Instagram and stuff. And it's like. 
Yeah. 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 It's going to be cool. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. So send us your spooky tales or don't send us your spooky tales. Just tell us if you have one and want it. But don't lie to us. Like, don't say you have like a really good story and then get on here and like say nothing. <laughs> but then also if you just want to come hang out with us, that's cool too. But that's I expect a spooky tale. Even if it's not from you, give us a spooky tale. I fucking love that. Give me nightmares right, Let's for do that. We'll do that. That's a good plan. Yeah. <laughs> this has been fun. Uh, thank you for 100 episodes. Until next thank time. Thank you, Danielle, for 100 episodes. Thank you, Holly. Cheers. I'm officially out of alcohol, so we're cheersing water. Me too. I just have drips. <laughs> I have drips. Shit, we're a disaster. Drips and sips. <laughs> to 100 more. Yes. Stay spooky, friends. Stay spooky. Bye. Bye. <laughs>